I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, this is a little message to the unvaccinated. Ugh. You are killing everyone. It's your fault. You're being selfish. So get the vaccine because I'm vaccinated. I am vaccinated. Okay. And so I'm protected because the vaccine is safe and effective. So if you're around me and you're unvaccinated, then you're putting me at, at, well, you're not, you're, okay. So you're selfish because if I'm protected and you're around me, then I, then I'm fine. But you're, but you're me. If you're not vaccinated, then you're not, it's your, um, you're racist, is what I'm saying. Are you still in college? Did you just say fuck it and you're doing this full time, bro? And if you are saying fuck it and you're doing this full time, keep at it, bro. Just keep fucking at it because you found yourself. I've been on the road working hard these last two weeks, in and out of studios, body different beats. At 23, people graduate with degrees, while out of school to pursue all of my Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, we are back in the cast. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Pop Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Papa Menno. You can find me on Instagram at pop.culture or on Twitter at Papa O Menno. Today, I'm joined by a special guest, my guy, Moral Code. Moral Code, how you doing today, bro? Yeah, what's good, bro? Thank you for having me. No problem, man. Thank you for being on, man. I know you've been wanting... I know, for first of all, you're a avid listener. So, one, I already appreciate you off the bat for that. And then, two, you do the music thing as well, too. So, I know I've also wanted to have you on as well, too, um, when you do get back into your full-time music bag as well uh but for this week i needed someone to come on so i appreciate you being that guest to fill in and co-hosting me this week um if you just want to let my fans know or not my listeners know uh, a little bit about yourself that's dope. yeah first yeah thank you for having me and second yeah bro like the feeling is mutual bro i've been listening to you for a couple years now and you know, just been always been checking out your content and your podcast and stuff like that. And yeah, I appreciate you having me. And yo, I'm kind of like you too. Like, I don't like calling my fans fans. I'd rather call them supporters. It makes you feel egotistical, you know? But uh, yeah, you know those ones, right? Dude, there's a, there's a vibe to calling people fans. It's like, I'm not, 
like I, I understand people listen to the pod and they enjoy it and stuff and I appreciate them for that but I'm not some celebrity out here or some big time big wig so calling people fans to me is just weird I'm like that's just awkward like I'm not some egotistical dick that needs to be calling people that I know fans or whatever but yeah like calling a person a fan makes you feel like it almost makes you feel like I'm better than you you know what I'm saying like if you're, if you're like some sort of if you're like a regular person like oh yeah I'm a fan of your work but like I'm not like you know begging for your approval or anything like that so I don't like calling them fans I like calling them supporters and I really appreciate my supporters you know people who fucked with me from time you know yeah what about when it comes to music though you still feel the same way um yeah same thing with music like people who listen to me and you know, they always ask, you know, when's the music coming out or whatever. Like, I, I just call them supporters, you know, like people who give me money and I, I appreciate them, you know. And I, I've had this one experience where I, I was walking through Bramley and like a person that I didn't, I didn't recognize, but they recognized me. They're like, yo, aren't you Moral Code? I'm like, yeah. How, like, how'd you even know that? And they're like, oh, I saw you perform at so-and-so. I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, this person's a supporter. Like this person came out to the show and they fucked with me and they followed me on Instagram and it was just cool like vibing with people that you don't even know because when you're first starting out like your friends and families are the first person to listen to your music but when it's like strangers that you don't even know that's that feeling feels really good you know yeah for sure that's dope yeah you also do uh you got a YouTube going on as well too though yeah so I started my YouTube channel just to kind of you know let people in kind of because I'm mad introverted right so like I don't like go out of my way to talk to people whatever whatever so like I started my channel just to you know let people get to know me a bit better you know see my personality whatever whatever I try to be a little goofy in the videos try to be entertaining but sometimes I feel like oh I'm, I'm giving away too much or maybe my videos are too long but like I feel like the videos are they're reaching who they're supposed to reach you know so you know if they like it they like it but I'm not going to be chasing after people you know so yeah I fucks with it though. I think I don't think you're giving too much. I think you give just enough because the videos aren't too long. They're about like ten minutes most, like yeah. So they're around that length. So it's, it's easily digestible. Like it's easily watchable. And like like you said, you are entertaining on it. It's pretty hilarious. Like I like. Oh, the, I appreciate that, bro. The ones where you do about celebrities, like so I the one I remember uh, specifically off the top of my head was the celebrity girls that you would hook up with or whatever. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was all jokes too. <laughs> yeah, like I, I'd be joking, y'all. Sometimes I think about it because I remember I said, uh, "No, I wouldn't smash a dub," but that was like last year, bro. Yeah, I'm smashing a dub now. This year, <laughs> <laughs> yo, she blowing up, bro. I'm smashing yo. a dub now, yo. She's fine as fuck, low key. <laughs> so this man said, "I'm smashing a dub now." That might bro. be the best episode, bro. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I was, I was gonna roll with I was gonna roll with uh there's no like labor sort shortage, but I'm smashing a Dell now might be way funnier. So I think I'm gonna roll. I'm crying. Bro, she go- and you know as black guys, we have to be careful saying, yo, we think a white woman's attractive, but yo, there's some chicks who are like, hey bro, she can get it. Like No, hundred percent. Dr. Umar's not out here, so we're <laughs> yo, exactly. We're all, we're all good on that front. But yeah, That's no, hilarious. You know, gorgeous, man. I just that's the thing about the internet, though. I don't really like the internet for those types of discussions or whatever, because I've already seen, like, those think pieces where people are discussing how all of a sudden they say that we're all more into Adele now that she's skinny. It's like she was selling millions upon millions of records 
when she was bigger and no one had an issue with it. It's not the fact. Bro, she was a superstar years ago. Like, exactly. the fact that she's skinny now, like, it, that's irrelevant. It's just, like, yeah, it she's more sex appeal now. Exactly. So that, the only thing that changes is probably how men themselves probably view her. I would say that in terms of the music or anything like that or her superstardom, I don't think it's elevated her in that sense. I just think more men are probably just like, whoa, like, I think Adele is attractive. That's pretty much it. Yo, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, at the end of the day, it's music entertainment, and, like, you, you want to be entertained with your eyes. And, like, I've loved Adele's music from time, G. Like, oh, you know, really? low-key, she made me cry one time, bro, listening to, um, I think it was, like, Hello or one of her songs. And I was going through a breakup at that time. And I heard that shit on the radio. Bruh. Like, waterworks, bruh. <laughs> Were you driving at the time? Yeah, yo, I was crying. Yo, because I just broke up with Shorty, and, like, Adele's song came on. I forget which one it was. I think it was, like, rolling like rolling through the deep. Bro, that shit hit me. Like, I, I felt that in my soul. Like, she's super talented, but the fact that she's hot now, no offense to her. Like, she was always pretty, but, like, the fact that she's yeah, hot she's now is, like, holy. Yeah, yeah. And she's dating Rich Paul, too. So, you know, she fucks with the brothers. So, you know. She was dating Skepta before, I'm pretty sure. Or at least hanging out. Yeah, I heard that, but I wasn't sure if that was true, though. Yeah, I think they were just like hanging out. I don't know if they were actually dating, dating, but they were definitely uh, like they were definitely hanging out for sure. Did they make music book. together? I I don't know. Well, we'll we'll find out on this next uh, album. But I don't. How far so. would that be if she got Skepta on her album, yo? That'd be insane. That'd be a good <laughs> look for Skepta for sure. Super good look, bro. He's out of here if that happens. <laughs> yeah, that put him. That put him on a whole whole different level. I wonder what would that track sound like, though. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering because their styles are so different. It's like I don't even know what that shit would sound like. Oh man, yeah, that would be crazy. Well, let's get into the pod. This is episode 106 of the Pops Culture Podcast. As always, guys, if you do us a huge favor, continue to like, rate, review, subscribe on all major streaming platforms wherever you happening happening to be listening. Uh, that's iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and Amazon Music. I kind of gave away our first topic, the labor shortage. So I don't know if anyone out there has really heard too much about this, but there's been a quote-unquote labor shortage going on, and it's not really a labor shortage. Uh, let me read the statistics from CNBC News. Uh, a record 4.3 million workers quit their jobs in August, led by food and retail industries. Workers left their jobs at a record pace in August, with bar and restaurant employees, as well as retail staff, quitting in droves. The Labor, Labor Department reported on Tuesday. Quits hit a new series high going back to 2000, as 4.3 million workers left their jobs. The quits rose to 2.9%, an increase of 242,000 from the previous month. Sorry, from the previous month, we saw a rate of 2.7 according to the department's job opening and labor turnover survey. Uh, there is also another stat I wanted to read. Uh, job openings also declined sharply in August as hiring fell. Employment vacanc vacancies fell to 10.44 million during the month, a drop of 659,000 from July's Upward revised 11.1 million, according to the department's job openings and labor turnover surveys. So the reason why I even brought this up on the podcast is because there's been discussion on Twitter about this because people have been posting their stories about quitting jobs. Uh, I'm actually going to read one of them because it's actually fucking hilarious. But, yeah. 
apparently there's a there's a Reddit thread called R anti work, and that's where all this content has been coming from. A lot of people have just been posting their stories about how they've been quitting their jobs and how they want to be the leap. And this has been pretty big throughout the pandemic because one of the reasons why it's elevated is once people were able to, you know, not only work from home, but also kind of gain unemployment, that just gave them a lot more free time and, you know, free money, of course, in yeah. order to be able to pursue other things and find other avenues of work. And a lot of people have kind of leveled up through the pandemic in that way as well, too. And that's helped them realize, hey, like, my job shit. My job pays me shit. Why do I have to stay here if I can possibly find a better opportunity elsewhere and make better of myself as well, too? I think, you, like we were discussing prehand before on the podcast, you've even kind of found your own groove throughout the pandemic as well, too, right? Yeah, like I started my own um, a recording business. Like I just, because I went to school for it. Like I went to Metalworks to learn how to record artists. And before the pandemic, like I'd go to the studios and just have other engineers do it. But like, during the pandemic i couldn't go to studio so i'm like i fuck it like i'll just do it myself i bought the equipment which was super expensive but like it was it was worth it because i was investing in myself right and yeah i just look watch youtube tutorials and just figured it out and now i have artists coming to my crib i record them and then like i mix and master their shit and it's pretty dope because it's like yo i'm my own boss right like i pick my own hours no one tells me what to do well the artists do but they're not like assholes about it you know but yeah it's just dope like i i'm not gonna lie bro i fucking hate working for other people like no like i hate working for other people it's just like yo and i and i saw this thing on instagram where it's like yo you're working harder for other people's dreams than you are for your own dreams Dude, that should resonate but yeah. yeah bro but i saw that for the first time like last week and bro that resonated with me i'm like yeah i am working for other people so like you know, it's just, it just, I don't know if other people feel the exact same way as me, but it's like, I, it gets to a point where like, yo, I'm really not, why am I working for this person where I could be working for myself? And it's hard because, it, and it's scary, like starting your own business because like you have to pay for all the, you know, expenses and whatever, but eventually it's worth it and it feels fulfilling, you know? For sure. You're, you're definitely working towards something as well too. And it's going to pay back like dividends, like. It, exactly. Like you said, it's definitely more fulfilling than working a random like trash job that you don't really care about. You're just doing it for the sake of you know you gotta you gotta survive and you're an adult and you have to live and eat and all that stuff and pay bills. So it's exactly doing that route for sure for the rest of your life. So I feel like that's that's where most of the fulfillment comes, and especially when you do it in something that not only do you enjoy but you have experience in. I think those two combinations for you is, is personally like way more rewarding than a lot of what other people tend to do yeah and i think it's a generational thing too like i don't know the article you just read it didn't like mention any age ranges like people's ages but like i think it's like a millennial and a gen z type thing where our parents they're perfectly content with working jobs for like 30 40 years but like i feel like people at our age are like bro if i'm gonna work 30 40 years i might as well do do it doing something i love you know I think it's just it's a generation thing. So I don't know. You think that's true or? No, I agree with you to an extent because it was funny. I was actually talking to my sister about this a little bit too, and she was saying, "Oh yeah, so she thinks it's more millennial Gen Z." And I was thinking in my mind, I was telling her, I was like, "I think it's actually probably more millennial than Gen Z because 
Gen Z is kind of just getting into the workforce. Like, there for yeah. sure are some of them that are doing this, and because like they're in their twenties or early twenties, so they for sure are also following that trend too. But I think it's a lot yeah. more probably millennials who are kind of taking that up. Um, what's millennial? Oh no, what's Gen Z? Like ninety-seven and after? I believe it starts ninety-eight for Gen Z. Okay, yeah, yeah. So they'll be like in their early twenties then. Yeah. So they're like 22, 21 ish around there. Um, so yeah, I mean, they do work in the restaurant industry as well. So they probably have been doing this as well too. But I feel like the millennials who've been dealing with this for years now, because this isn't something that's kind of new for us. We've kind of had to deal with it throughout our university, plus going into adulthood as well too. So yeah, I've seen that. Uh, but I do agree with you. I think our parents. It was different for our parents because they were more set up to be able to reach certain milestones during those periods. And yeah. a lot of us as well, too, come from, you know, immigrant parents. So yeah. for them, the focus for them was more so, you know, start a family, have your kids do better than you, be able to provide for them. And that's what you're content with. Like, those are your aspirations and those are your goals. So that's what yeah. they were kind of more leaning towards. And I think for us, we've kind of had more of a, because of how the world has kind of shifted now and we're not doing the traditional, you go to school, you get a job, you get paid well, you can be able to afford stuff. Like housing for us is way more expensive. You're not able to afford it off of just doing yeah. job. So you kind of have our force to find a different avenue in order to be able to like live those type of goals that your parents had already reached by their age. Cause like my mom had my dad, my, my mom had my brother at 24 and she, yeah, same. And my dad were already set. Like, they had a house or, like, an apartment at that time. But eventually moved to a house and got things set up and all that. Like, I haven't thought about buying a house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking 29. So. Trust me, bro. Dog, no, you're so right, though. Like, I think the economy has something to do with it. I think the fact that things cost way more nowadays. Like, it's, it's just, it makes, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like people are, like our mindsets are just different you know because like you said like my mom had me I think 22 ish 22 or 24 I forget and yeah like when I was 22 I was still in college and I was you know like and the thing is I think people this the standard has kind of raised like back in the day getting a high school diploma was all you needed to have like a good job and a good life but like now you have to you have to graduate from university sorry no I'm sorry sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off I was just saying yeah you could get by on that I was agreeing with you yeah, no, no, exactly. Like back in the day, getting a high school diploma was all you needed. But now you have to graduate university just to get like a good job. Some people graduate university and they still don't have good jobs. So like it's just the standard is just different now, you know? Yeah, it's definitely elevated. And that, that was the biggest problem because I feel like for our generation, especially with the millennials, is that we were trapped between the previous generation of Generation X and then the generation after us. So we were told, like, yeah, go to school, get a university degree, and you'll be all right. But the world was moving so fast that now that we've gotten into that world, it's like, oh, shit, that doesn't matter anymore. Like, everyone has a university degree, so it doesn't even matter what degree you have, unless you're obviously going into a specified type of industry. But for the most part, everyone has one, so the competition has kind of elevated in that front. And I think the more, like, the bigger issue and why this quote-unquote um job shortage is, is what they're calling it has happened is because people have found other avenues to be able to make money. For example, like right now we're seeing crypto booming or whatever. So people have been able to make money off of that or like you, people have been able to find uh, passions of theirs and be able to start their own businesses. 
And when you make money like that, like, I don't know if you, I don't know if you heard the episode where we were talking about the GameStop stock stuff going on. Oh yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. So I was, I was into that for a little bit and I made like, like I never invested. Like I, I have an investment from when I was younger um, to like set up like a retirement type thing, but I've never done like my own personal investing in terms of choosing the company and being like, yo, I'm going to put my money in this. And yeah. with that, that revolution that happened with the whole GameStop thing, like I hopped on that and that and AMC and I made a couple bucks off of that. I'm like, bro, I understand why people would probably like quit their jobs if they put, if they put a decent amount of money in that and like they blew up off of that, I would understand why I'd quit my job after. It's like, why am I going to go back? Hell yeah, bro. That, yeah. that, first of all, the GameStop thing was wild because I forgot what exactly happened, but I think it's karma because GameStop has been ripping all of us off for years with the video <laughs> game shit. So good for them. But uh, yeah, yo, I w- I've always wanted to get into investing too, but I never got like too, too inve- invested, ironically, ironically enough. Like, I've never got too, too serious in it. But uh, yeah, like I know a lot of people who invested and like they quit their jobs because like it's not just, it's not worth the headache, you know? Yeah. And especially with, you know, being, having so much freedom from working from home. And now that we've kind of gone back to opening up a bit and certain places are asking or requiring their employees to go back to the office or to go back in person a lot of people are like man yeah. i'm not giving up my freedoms from working from home yeah, fuck you bro we're going into it like i'm not wasting another two hours of a commute in a day to give it to you to go back to an office when i don't have to and i'm also not trying to move out you know like in the winter when it's cold as hell and I have to travel in that shitty ass weather as well too on top of the fact that you know i have to pay for a bus pass that's $100 or $200 a month. And that's coming out of my paycheck. And yeah. it's not even, my paycheck's already not even that big. So like, why am I going to do that? Like, that doesn't make any sense. So. Bro, of- COVID and internet changed the game, bro. Like, 100%. you can do almost any, any job from home now. Like, teachers are literally teaching kids from home now. Like, when we were growing up, can you imagine if we had to talk to our teachers through a computer screen? Like, that's, I couldn't even imagine that, like. Yeah, that would be a little bit crazy. I do think that teaching is one of the jobs that should stay in person, though. I don't think... Yeah, yeah, I agree. At home because being on a Zoom, like, from work, being on those calls and stuff, I'm so not interested in, like, paying attention after, like, 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. I could not imagine having to have a kid try and sit down and learn through a screen. Like, that shit's terrible to me. But... Nah, you're right. You're right. Still, there are certain jobs, like obviously a doctor. Like you can't have a doctor, yeah, yeah. you know, doing that shit over Zoom. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh man. Uh, but yeah, let me let me read some of the let me read some of the messages that kind of sparked the debate on Twitter because some of these are fucking hilarious. So this one was titled "How to Quit." So this is the boss. This is the the boss of the first one speaking, and he's talking to his employee about a certain situation. So this is from the boss. The boss texts the employee saying, good evening. I was reviewing the cameras from our shift today and noticed that you were sitting on a stool for the majority of your shift. This is completely unacceptable behavior and we will be discussing it tomorrow before your shift. The employee responds, I cleared it with my team lead. I have two broken bones in my left foot and have it doctor documented. Aside from that, I packed 240 plus UPH from the entirety of my shift, 12 full hours. I'm not sure if you're aware, but we do have ranked lists for packaging and, dis- or, and they're displayed directly above our station. 
My efforts earned me first place today. So just to be clear, my impressive performance was overshadowed by the fact that I wasn't uncomfortable enough while doing it. The boss replied, I'm really not appreciating your attitude. You could have just said that first part where it cleared with another lead instead of being disrespectful. This type of behavior isn't going to get you anywhere here. The employee replies, hey, thanks for wasting my precious off time with some garbage you didn't even bother to investigate beforehand. Seriously, 240 plus UPH, what you claim to be the pinnacle of performance there, I achieved it and I get grief because I was sitting whilst doing it. You guys need to get your priorities straight. It is no wonder that you have such difficulties retaining staff. I'm not concerned with going anywhere there. It's a toxic environment with ignorant people at the helm and I won't be in tomorrow or ever again. The boss replies, we don't need to rush to you leaving. Let's talk in the morning and we can sort this out. Employee replies, <laughs> have a good life. Oh, man. Yo, round of applause for that person, bro. To have the balls to do that, bro. That's crazy. Yo, I first, yeah, no, he's right. First of all, like, I didn't think he had any attitude or she, like, I didn't think the person had any attitude when they were no. explaining their boss or situation, though. That's the thing. I always die that part because the boss came in with the attitude from the jump. You yeah. Letting this man tell me, tell him he's in trouble for sitting at his job. And now you're, and when he claps back, giving you facts, like you said, not even disrespecting, he just laid the facts out. You're you cower back and be like, oh, you didn't have to be disrespectful with your response. Like, nigga, you started it. A lie, bro. That's the thing about text, though. Like, text the like how you talk could be up for interpretation. Sometimes yeah, you yeah. say something you don't mean it, how it comes off, you know. For sure, for sure. I definitely think the boss was just in his feelings because he didn't expect the employee to probably respond back in such a manner where he's like. Oh, you were talking shit to me, so I'm gonna like talk it, give it back to you. So a lot, but yo, that person must have been fed up to quit via text. Because yo, you can't just quit like that. You have to sometimes give two weeks notice so you can get like a good recommendation elsewhere, you know? But yeah, for sure. I don't think he was concerned with the recommendation though. I've I nah. personally quit I personally quit jobs like not like this, like the where I'm saying a text message. But yeah. I quit a job where like I just don't end up showing back up essentially. Like not you know. Bro, the exact same thing happened to me a couple um like last year. Not even last year, a couple years ago when um this is stupid. And I feel kind of embarrassed to talk about it, but it happened, yo. It's part of my story. So June twenty nineteen, when the Raptors won, actually yeah. it was during the Raptors playoff run, right? Because like the first night they beat Milwaukee, um, yo, everybody in the crib, like we all skipped work, but I called in sick, right? Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, oh, yo, my boss, because it was kind of like a last minute thing. Like, you have to, you have like, um, I worked at UPS, right? Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I worked at UPS and they're like, oh, you have to give like an hour's notice if you're not going to come in, whatever. And I gave like an hour's notice and like, I just ended up skipping that day, but I called in sick. But like the next day, my boss gave me crap because it was like game one of the finals. And like everybody pulled, showed up to my man's crib, right? just to watch game one in person. And then like, yo, the next day, my boss was giving me crap. He was like, yo, we needed you, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yo, I used my sick days. Like, why are you giving me shit for it? And like, I went through all the proper channels, all the proper uh, promotions or whatever. And like, he was still giving me crap for it. So then eventually when um, it was like game six, when the Raptors won, I, instead of like calling in sick, cause I'm like, yo, if I'm gonna call in sick, I'm going to, like, get in trouble for it. I might as well just not show up. 
So I didn't show up when <laughs> yo, I did not show up. And bro, it gets worse because like when we won, yo, we went to like downtown, we were partying, whatever, whatever. And then like the Raptors won on a Thursday. I didn't show up for Thursday, Friday, or Monday. I showed up for two no. I showed up for Tuesday because that's the day after the parade, because I went to the parade too. And my boss was my boss didn't give me any crap because like yo, cause UPS is like a big hub, right? So like, like you could come in and out, and like you can do a lot of your um hours through like the computer or whatever. So like my supervisor, he didn't like really notice that I was gone, but like when he checked it like a week later, he asked me what's up, and I was just like, oh yeah, I was sick, and like I it was complete bullshit excuse. He knew I was lying, but like. You're like, what can you really say? Like, bro, the Raptors won the championship. Of course I'm going to skip work for this shit, bro. But that was kind of the beginning of the end because I stopped. I kind of like slowly stopped showing up. And then eventually I just handed in my letter of resignation. But like, you know how you're supposed to do like two weeks before? I just said effective immediately. I'm done. And just that was kind of the end of it. Damn. Yeah, so were you, you working night shift then? You must have been, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was working like six to like two two a.m in the morning like the raptors they were playing so i'm like yo bro i really don't want to miss it this is like a once in a lifetime opportunity 100 and like <laughs> exactly so you're gonna give me crap for missing nah bro so that was the beginning of the end but like i've always been wanting to like leave that place and i don't want to talk shit because you know it yeah, yeah, yeah you know i worked there for seven years you know they 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 blessed the man but i don't know bro it was i was just over it bro you know when you're just completely over something yeah yeah, that that was it. So I I just left. Yeah, I mean, I mean that makes sense. Seven years is a long ass time. I don't know if I would, yeah. I don't know like I I would I don't know if I would have missed that many shifts for the games. I think I would have selectively chose what games I wanted to watch. That's why I, I don't know, bro. That's the finals, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true, though. That's the thing. It is the it is the finals, and I can't even talk shit because I didn't skip, but. So I was I was working at MLC at the time doing beer serving and stuff. And I yeah. remember telling myself that, well, the finals, I wasn't even able to get games. So that didn't even matter. But the Milwaukee series, I was able to get some games. I, I, think, I, took, I think I did one Milwaukee game. And after that, I was like, yo, bro, I'm not doing another one because I actually want to enjoy the Raptors on this playoff run. Like, this could be a once-in-a-lifetime thing. So the other one yeah. I didn't sign up for, so I was able to, to catch them or whatever. But – yeah. Uh, yeah, I could, I could see, I could see why, like you said, it is a once and lifetime thing because I didn't expect the Raptors to win 2019. I didn't even expect me them neither. To, I didn't expect them to win like, until I was at least 50. I was thinking the Raptors are going to be in rebuildings for years upon years upon years, and I probably will be like 50 something until I finally see them win or some shit like that. So when it happened, when I was like 26 and able to be out partying, drinking, and like out on the streets and shit. I took every opportunity to try and be out there. So I get where you're coming from, for sure. But... Yo, so what now, you you're so right, because I was literally saying that to my, bro- to, my, to, my bro- to my bros. Like, I'm like, dog, this happened in our 20s. This is not happening when we're, like, in our 40s or 50s. Like, we could celebrate this shit. Like, it was super lit. And yeah. I don't know, bro. It, I feel like it was worth it. But <laughs> was your, was your who boss, knows? Was your boss a rap fan? Like, was he into sports at all or no? Um... I don't, I don't know. But, yo, that's another thing, too. So, you know how I was there for, like, seven years, right? So, I had, like, bare seniority. The, my, my superior, he had less seniority than me. And, like, I kind of use that to my advantage sometimes because sometimes 
I, I was able to like leave a little bit earlier than everybody else. Sometimes my, my supervisors, they would ask me for advice because like I know how the place worked better than they did. So like the fact that he kind of came for, I kind of felt like his unofficial boss. So I kind of did shit the way I wanted to for a long time. But I, looking back, I maybe I should have done it a bit better, but I don't know, bro. It's a wrap. Once I in mean, a lifetime. Look, that's true. Once in a lifetime, like, look at where you are now. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Like, it's not like UPS yeah. holds you back from achieving what you want to do now. Like, they're not out there, like, actively seeking. Like, they're not, they're not hounding down artists and blocking them. Like, yo, don't, don't work with moral code, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're not, they're not exactly. Yeah. Now, so I don't think it's that big of a deal, but. Exactly. Everything turned out okay. So it is what it is. Funny enough, so I actually had a job. So I, I actually got fired from this job. It wasn't necessarily me quitting, but I'd been wanting to leave for a while. So when I came back to Toronto after going to university in Ottawa, I came back in like 2015 and I was stationed up in uh, Durham region. And I had this apartment that I was living in. So I obviously needed to find money to be able to pay rent and stuff. So yeah. the day I got back, one of my boys who had known for a long time in high school, like he'd take me up to just come show or whatever because I have not seen him so long. So me and him were just hanging out. And his uh, one of his friends, who used to be a dealer, uh, he, came, <laughs> he came through. And we're all just like chilling in, in the car, just like talking and shit or whatever. And he had to make a, he had to make a, a delivery. So... We drove to one of the delivery spots they had to go to, and this girl comes out, and she's talking to the dude, and he's just like, oh, yeah, um, about that job you were telling me about, I kind of want to take it. And she's just like, oh, for real? She's like, he was like, yeah. And she was just like, okay, uh, hit me up, like, tomorrow morning or whatever, and I'll give you the details about, like, the interview process and all that, blah, blah, blah. So, she, so he was like, yeah, cool. So we left, and then we were talking about it, and I was just like, "Bro, like I need a job." You think I could hop in on that? And he's like, "Yeah, bro, like yeah, like, I'll I'll tell her to message you too, and like hook you up with it." So he texted her or whatever, and then she also gave me the details. So we uh, so yeah, we we chill for the rest of the night or whatever. Blah, blah blah. I go home. The next day, I hit her up as well too, and she's like, "Yeah, you can come in for an interview, all that stuff." And I went in for the interview and I didn't know what the job was. I just like was, he was, the guy was telling me that it's like, oh, you're doing some type of sales, but he didn't tell me exactly what it was. So I was just like, all right. Oh, cool. shit. Yeah. So I was like, all right, like whatever. So I did the interview and the interview is basically like, the, the way they test you is, because um, in sales, you're not really supposed to take a no. So people are going to give you resistance on why they don't want to buy a product. And it's your job to kind of, like put those to rest so that they're more comfortable with wanting to buy your product. So throughout the interview, okay. he was like doing that. And I, I was like trying to go through the motions of being like, well, I understand you're concerned about this, but here's how we're going to address that, blah, blah, blah. So I did all that. And then she's like, oh, you did a really good job. Uh, do you want to start? And I was just like, yeah, sure. Like I need a job. And you know, any job where you start oh, immediately, you know, it's kind of like one of those BS jobs though. Like if they're offering it to you on the spot with no like, oh, like, here's the process of how we get started. If they're just like, yo, you went through the interview and you get the job basically for doing that. Like, you know, the job's going to be a little bit iffy, but I was younger. So I didn't really know. And at the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I ended up finding out that I'm selling lawn care. Um, so there's this company called Weedman. So you sell lawn care to people in, in the suburbs or whatever. 
So I was doing that. Right. It was over-the-phone over sales. So it's not necessarily cold calling because they have, like, teenage kids who go around door-to-door -door and get interest. So you have a pool of people that you're kind of interested in, and then you have to sell them on it. Um, right. But, yeah, it, it's a tough job because, like, sales is pretty hard. Like, anyone who's done sales, you know you have to be pretty committed. You have to have a certain mindset to be able to continue doing it because you're going to get a lot of no's. There's a lot of rejection, and you have to be able to deal with all that shit. So I was doing that for a bit. And that was like paying my bills or whatever. And yeah. at first I liked it because it was like a little bit challenging or whatever. But as the stress started to build and like you needed to make sales. So the thing with this company is that they pay you a salary, but the salary is very low. So in order for you to make money, you have to make more commission, more than your salary in order to get like a better wage. So bro, that's how they get you eh? Exactly. So I was thinking, yo, I'm set. I'm like, yo, I make, I was thinking that I get paid my salary. And then on top of that, they give me commission. That's what I was thinking it was. So, like, yo, I'm going to make bank. So I remember that first paycheck I got. I was like, bruh, this shit is, this is like, think, this, is, this is triple digits for one. And it's not even anywhere near what I was expecting. And then he was like, yeah, it's, uh, you get paid your commission or you get paid your salary. It's like whichever one does better. And I was like, oh, my God. The whole time I was thinking, bro, I'm going to get salary and commission because I was making a couple sales. Like it wasn't anything crazy, but I was getting some sales. So I was like, bro, I mean, yeah. like 10% off this property. I charged them like $200. I mean, 10%. That's going to be crazy on top of my bonus. And all that, or on top of my you, you felt not nice, a lot. So I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking to be that. And then my first page I came, I was like, bro, this ain't even remotely close. So they like kind of like jipped me that way. So anyways, I was doing that. Wait, how did they jip you though? Did they take like some sort of percentage off or... No, so it wasn't, I wasn't getting my salary. Like I said, you get paid either your salary or your commission. I was thinking it's going to be both combined. Oh, yeah, okay, now nah, that's fucked up still. Yeah, they choose whichever one's higher. So because my commission wasn't higher than my salary, they gave me my salary. Um, and I was thinking it's going to be both combined. So I was like, oh, bro, I'm going to make bank. But yeah, so that didn't happen. And then I realized you also have to do the job on Saturdays as well, too. Which was, that's why. Uh, yeah, which was trash. And it's Saturday mornings, too. And I was young, so I was like, bro, I'm not, like, trying to, like... like I, I don't mind... You know, man, we're trying to watch cartoons, like... <laughs> I mean, not really, but I just wanted to have my Saturdays. Like, if I'm working throughout the week, I just don't want to have to come in on a Saturday. So what they do instead is they give you... I can't remember. They give you, like, a Friday instead or one of the other days off, and then you have to come in on a Saturday. I was like, man, yeah. that's bogus. And then the Saturday was... Um, so I was doing it part-time for one. So it was only a couple hours a night. But Saturday was like a full-time day shift. Like Because that's, that's like their prime-time calling because they're calling a bunch of like older people and stuff. And that's when they can get a hold of them. So okay. Saturday is their prime. So like, yeah, you got to be in here all day on the office, 12 to 5. And the place where, like, at that time too, I was taking the, I was taking the bus. Because funny enough, the guy who hooked me up with the job, the first day he quit because he got pissed. No way. He wasn't making a, a bunch of sales. And the, the uh, manager at the time was kind of like a hard ass. So he was getting on him a bit. And he was just like, bro, I'm not dealing with this bullshit. So he just like up and left from the job. Especially since he's a dealer. He's like, I'll make way more money dealing than doing this shit. I'm so crying. Like, so yeah, he just dipped. And the reason why he took the job was because he wanted to have something legit where he can kind of like you know, have an income and be able to purchase stuff because of the fact that he's like, you, you have a job. So it's like, Oh yeah, yeah. Make my money instead of just like throwing money from random places into the bank. Um, so yeah, he just quit up and left. 
So he was my ride for the first like week, but he left the first day. So I started having to take the bus and the bus ride was a miserable time. So that was shit too. I'm um, crying. <laughs> yeah, let me let me wrap the story up because I don't want to go too long. We have other topics to get into, shit. No worries. I ended up getting a job at MLSC and they were paying me way better money or whatever. And I was just like, bro, like I don't even need this job anymore. So my sales were declining. And uh, one of the reasons why I brought this story up was because one time I was telling my boy, he was going into school. And as he was driving to school, he got in a car accident um, as he was going to school. So the accident happened because my boy was going through a straight green light and it was completely green. There was no issues there. And there was yeah. a on the opposite end who was making a left turn. And I guess he didn't see that my guy was coming through the lane. So he just yeah. made his left turn. So I was just like, bro, oh shit. And that's wild. Turn is going, yeah. There's no way for them to stop. Like we were going too fast and that guy was accelerating and he didn't see us. And then last minute just boom, collided, head on collision. And then I like my stomach was hurting like during the accident. Like it was killing me. And I couldn't breathe. Were you like on the driver's seat? No, were you like in the passenger seat or whatever? Yeah, I was in the front seat passenger. And I Damn. think something hit my like either the airbag hit my stomach because I couldn't breathe. And on top of that, I think my head hit the uh, dash, not the dashboard, the the windshield because there was a small crack in the windshield. But I didn't feel the my head get hit though. It must have happened so fast, and my adrenaline must have been going so crazy because I didn't feel it at all. But yeah, my stomach was killing. So as we got out of the car, there's smoke everywhere. I was like groaning because I couldn't breathe. And then we had to obviously go to the emergency, but we also had to go to the uh, to the what do you call it? Accident center or whatever as well too. And I called into my job being like, yo, I can't make it. I just got into an accident. Like my head's killing me. I have to go to the emergency to be able to get checked out. My stomach, yeah. you know, so I also have to be like check on myself. And my boss was like, um, so like it's one o'clock. You don't think you're going to be able to make it for seven? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like bitch, I almost died. Like, <laughs> I don't really know what happened. Like, my head, Yo, what the hell? <laughs> I think I had a concussion. Like, I couldn't breathe. And you know, nah, that's wild. Oh, man. Yeah, dude, I was going nuts. So I messaged him back. Yo. Like, no, I don't think so because, like, the car got totaled. Like, I'm actually pretty hurt. Um, yeah, Like, we have a whole bunch of stuff to do before that. So, like, I'll have to see. But I don't think I'll be able to make it in. He's like, well, try your best to see if you can come in because... Like, I need people to make sales or whatever. So, like, whatever. Yo, suck my dick, bro. Like, Yo, exactly. Are you serious? That's <laughs> so stupid. The crazy thing is, is because I needed the money. So, outside of my boy's house, because after the rest, like, we were just at his house, just, like, recuperating or whatever. Like, his parents were like, are you guys all right? Like, giving us food and, like, taking care of us and shit. And I was like, yo, I got to go into work, I guess, because my boss is asking me to go. So, I went in for my shift and, like, I was just, like, so out of it. Like, I didn't give a fuck about calling people or making sales. Like, I was making the calls. But, like, I wasn't really, like, trying or anything like that. And my boss has the audacity to be like, bro, like, how come you didn't make that many sales today? I was like, are you motherfucker? Are you serious? I told you I was just in an accident. I'm not feeling well. I'm not. Bro, I have a concussion. Like. <laughs> yeah, like, my head was hurting. So, like, when I ended up going to the doctors, they told me it wasn't a concussion. They told me that I had a whiplash. So. Okay. Yeah, it was fucking my head, though. Like, I had a massive headache or whatever. And my boss still wanted me to come in for my next shift, too, on the Saturday. So on the Saturday, my brother had found out that I got in an accident, like, the day before. He's like, bro, like, you're not going in. Like, I'm going to come pick you up. Like, 
we're going to go to the hospital, make sure you're checked out and all that shit. Like, you're not going into your job. So, like, I went in because my boss kept, like, telling me about it. And then during my break, I just, like, fake puked in the bathroom. I was like, oh, because, like, I know it's, like, a hockey thing. Concussions and stuff, you will puke or whatever. And my yeah. boss is a huge sports fan. So, I knew you knew about, like, the hockey concussion protocol or whatever. So, I just, like, fake, like, I puked in the bathroom. So, I came back. I was like, yo, I puked in the bathroom. And I don't think I'm going to really finish this. I like I have a huge headache or whatever. And that was the one time when he was like, oh, okay, yeah, like, you can, you can go home. It's all right. So, like, my brother came Bullshit, bro. up and, yeah, like, left or whatever. But to quit that job, man, or to get fired from that job, I was so fucking happy. Like, I've never been more Yo, happy. did you at least get, um, what, what's it called when someone gets fired, but they get money back? What's it called? Like severance or whatever? Yeah, yeah. did you get severance? They didn't give me severance. They just paid me what my last few checks were. That was pretty much it. I didn't get any, like, severance or anything like that. All right, well, it is what it is, but that's some bullshit, though. It's not one of those jobs where they would have paid me severance, but it was some Yeah, bullshit. yeah, yeah. But yeah, that, that shit was, man, I was so happy to quit. Like, I'd never been happy to, or sorry, to leave a job. Ever. So that was same. Uh, you feel freer, right? Dude, I felt like the weight was lifted off my shoulder. I was so happy. Like I remember my sister was there and she came and she was just like, Are you sad that you got fired? I was like, No. No. <laughs> I've never been more happy to be fired from a job. And the crazy thing is they contacting me like two months later. She's like, Oh, like we need people. Do you want to come back? I was like, mm-hmm. What? Bitch. That's it. Yeah, like no way in hell, but oh man, that was great. Um <laughs> Ah, we'll move on to the next topic. I spent way too much time on all that shit. Like, bro, I can talk all day about bad job experiences, yo. I swear to God. Bro, for real. Oh, man. So, yeah, we're probably going to skip you because we both haven't really seen that much of it. Um, or if yeah. we might revisit it. But I do want to talk about basketball because the NBA season is upon us. Tonight, the Raptors start. Yesterday were the two games. Uh, you said you watched the first one and then – Caught a bit of the second one afterwards. What do you think of the Nets? Um, yo, the Nets' defense is horrible, man. They, they, like, it's not even a Kyrie thing because obviously, if they had Kyrie, maybe last night would have been different. But they just need defense, especially interior defense, because they have no one to stop Giannis. If they get to the finals, they have no one to stop AD or LeBron. The the Nets on offense they're devastating, but on defense they they need to work a lot, you know. For sure. And defense is what wins you championships as well, too. So they do they do need to be able to find someone who can guard Giannis. The crazy thing is, though, is that I, I think it's more so the pieces that they've had so far because they do have quite a few pieces, and they're still trying to find out their rotations and all that. So I do think yeah. that, partly, like, that partly played into it. Whereas you have the Bucks who are coming off a championship. They know their team. They know the guys. Yeah. So they, they kind of already have a system in place. So I feel like that was more so prevalent, but I do agree that they do need interior defense. Um, they were able to stifle Giannis early on last year, but it seems that once, for whatever reason, when Kyrie went down, they couldn't find that same magic that they were able to have stopping him early on that they did, but or at least like not stopping him, but like limiting him or limiting the other guys. Um, whereas this time, like Connaughton was someone who who went off. Yeah. What's up with fucking um? What, what, dude, what's the who's the guy who's Holiday? No, no, the second best player on uh. Uh, Middleton. Yeah, Middleton. I don't know what's up with him. That guy's had a complete revision of who he is as a player, but he yeah, he used to be mad inconsistent, yo. 
But it's weird though, because when he's on, he's on. But then there's other games where he's just like completely off. So I don't know. But, yeah, that's the thing too. People were like, "Yo, if Chris Middleton was like playing at a Kobe level, they would have won years ago, years ago." But like, because he's so inconsistent, like you never know if the Bucks are gonna win or not. But like when he's on, like you said, when he's on, they're they're pretty much gonna win the games. Yeah, for sure. So they, I, I thought, I think it was, I think it was more so like you know, first game back, whatever. Because um, Harden also wasn't a big factor last year either because he had his injury. So yeah. I still feel like they're finding themselves. I still have them as the favorites in the East. I don't know about the league. Me too. But in the East, I do think they are the favorites. It's just a matter of I think they need to play more and gel. Because even when they were – even when like, they made those trades last season and throughout the season, those that big three didn't play together for a lot of those games. Even a lot of the twos didn't play together for a lot of the games. Yeah, I think it was only like eight games all three of them played yeah, together, right? exactly. So – but, yo, when they played together, they were dominant, like, last year against Boston in the playoffs. I think they had, like, 100 points combined. Like, that's wild. Dude, they were running through the Bucks too. The Bucks were – They were killing the Bucks. It just only once Kyrie went down, obviously that changed their whole dynamic and they couldn't play that same level. But they were smoking the Bucks. Like, it wasn't even close in those games. So Yeah, so I, I'm interested to see if Kyrie even comes back and plays, so – what do you think about this whole situation, though? Because to me, I don't need like it's not even a big deal because of the fact that I only think it's a big deal because of the fact that he plays in Brooklyn. If he was playing anywhere else, he would have been fine because they have no other mandates on yeah. unvaccinated players. It's just up to the player at that point. Because I'm pretty sure Beal is one of the players who isn't vaccinated either, and he's able to play because he's in Washington, and Washington doesn't have that rule. Uh, the only two places are Golden State and then New York, which obviously extends to the Knicks as well, too. So it's only three teams out of the entire league in which this is an issue. But if he's anywhere else, he can play throughout the season. It's not an issue. So I'm curious. Yeah, it's also an issue in Toronto as well. But, like, you know, that's not that big a deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think I read the new plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything like that either. But, yeah. So, no, no, you're right, though. Like, and I feel, like, kind of weird expressing, like, opinions on Twitter sometimes. But, like, I so badly want to say, yo, it's not that deep. If the man doesn't want to get vaccinated, he doesn't want to get vaccinated. Leave him alone. But, like, people are like, yo, he's, yo, you're saving lives, da-da-da-da-da. It's like, really? Yeah. Are you really saving lives if you get vaccinated? Like, calm down, everyone. Like, it's not hey, that man, serious. Yo, the, the bullshit that people, like, portray on Instagram. And, uh, and this is the thing. This is the thing about Instagram, too, because I kind of said the last last week as well um sorry not instagram like twitter social media in general is that they kind of people just like fall into that one narrative and there's no discussion on the middle like everyone's just like one or the other so it's like yeah the fact that people are kind of pro-choice on this matter where it's like if he doesn't want to do it like that's fine for him like let him live his life people automatically just call you anti-vax for having a stance like that and one of the things that you mentioned which is funny because Prior to the game yesterday, they were talking about it on TNT. Yeah. I think Barkley was saying that it's not about you. It's about everyone else when you get the vaccine. And I'm like, that is the biggest crock of bullshit I've ever heard. The only people who I agree with who get the vaccine for other people are people who live with their parents and their parents are older and possibly susceptible to complications with their health. Because I, I have a lot of friends who are like, yeah, I got the vaccine as soon as I could because I live with my parents. I didn't want to expose them. And I'm completely yeah. fine with it. Like, that makes sense. But there are so many people who I heard, I'm getting the vaccine so I can travel. 
I'm in the vaccine so I can go across the border and go to all these other places. And it's like, yeah, you're telling, me, you're telling me those motherfuckers got the vaccine because they're caring about other people. It's like bullshit. They got Man, it. Shut so up. Could, like, come on, yo. They got it so that they could travel and go places and not have to be stuck. And the funniest thing about that is a lot of people who I know who've been saying that haven't gone out anywhere. But I'm crying. Yeah, which kills me. But yeah, most of you are saying it for that reason. It's not they weren't saying it. Like you weren't getting the back because you were like, oh, I care about my fellow person. You were getting it because you knew there's going to be restrictions on being able to go to certain places and you wanted to be able to attend those places. So yeah. the whole idea of like, oh, yeah, I got like you're getting the vaccine for other people. It's like, no, you're really not. You're getting the vaccine to protect yourself primarily. And then if that happens to transcend to other people, then that's what it is. Because you can still pass COVID while you're double vaxxed. Like, rest in peace, Colin Powell, but he yeah COVID as well, too fully vaccinated so i don't know i feel like a lot of this has been like people kind of read online and they just automatically go with what they read online and like they haven't really looked into some of the other stuff but i, think I feel like people are making a big deal out of this because it's kyrie irving right and people too. already that don't too. like kyrie yeah and yeah like if, if it was someone else if it was like joe harris or whatever no one would care <laughs> facts no no facts and i don't care how that's a knock on his character because a lot of people like to bring well he believes in the flat earth shit. And it's like, yeah, he does. But it's like, these are two different like situations. Like when you listen to what he said, he said he's not in favor of people being forced to get it. It's not about him being anti-vax. It's about the fact that you're kind of coercing people into getting it. And it's like, yeah, you're not being forced because you have a choice and you have to face those consequences, but you are coercing people because you're being like, well, I'm going to take this, this, and this away from you. And if you don't like those consequences, then go get vaccinated. So it's like, yeah, yeah, that's basically coercion. Yeah, you're coercing someone into doing it. So it's fucked up in that manner. People should be able to have some type of choice because there are other methods in in being protected from the vaccine as well too. Like nobody talks about um, about uh, natural immunity that appears to be yeah. something that doesn't exist anymore for whatever reason, even though it's a virus, and you are able to have a natural immunity once you get COVID yourself. But no one wants to talk about that as a as a means for doing it because they're pushing this vaccine so hard. But it, I mean, that's that's yeah. I just don't like that people are getting demonized because they don't want to get vaccinated. Like I have a lot of people in my family who don't want to get vaccinated, and like I don't look at them differently for that, you know. So I'm double vaxxed, but like my, I have a couple aunts and uncles who they don't want to get go near the vaccination because it's the mark of the beast, whatever, whatever. But like I don't know, man. Like I'm not gonna like look like demonize someone just because they don't want to get it. Like it's not that big a deal to me or maybe I'm tripping. Maybe it should be a bigger deal. I, no, I agree with you. I think it's their personal choice. I think the, the issue comes in when, because online or yeah, online or on the news, you see these videos of people who are like anti-vax and they're going into stores and they're like kind of putting other people at harm and being like, they're being extra about it when they're anti-vax and you see those videos. And I know there's like, those videos are like very little, like, there's a few of them yeah. happen and you see them, but people kind of extrapolate that and, and view it as like everyone who decides doesn't want to get it is a part of that group. So they think that everyone who's not getting the vaccine is going out and they're being like reckless about it. But I know a bunch of people who who aren't vaxxed and they're just like not, they're just doing their own thing. Like they're not going in and being extra. They still wear their mask. They're just choosing not to be vaccinated. So it's like, there's some gray when it comes to that whole like trying to get vaccinated or not be vaccinated, but people don't see it that way. They just see it as black and white. It's either you are vaccinated and you're a saint, or you aren't vaccinated and you're an absolute monster. 
Yeah, I don't know. People are stupid, bro. Like, like you said, like it's the internet. Like they think they see one thing on the internet and they instantly think, oh, that can happen to them. Like the chance of that happening to you is very, very low. Like, relax. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Uh, but yeah, let's get on to let's get on to some more of sports discussion real quick. So the Raptors are playing the West tonight. What do you think of the Raptors? Like, where do you have them ranked within the Eastern Conference? Yo, honestly, bro, 72 and 10, bro. We're going all the way. We're going to win it. <laughs> no, nah, I'm capping. I'm capping. I'm capping. No, no, that ass. Yo, I would be happy if we just made the play- playoffs, honestly. Like, because we missed it last year, but there was a lot of bullshit that happened last year. Like, we had to play in Tampa, and a bunch of our guys got sick with COVID. So, like, a lot of stuff happened that- last year. So, but like, I really hope that we at least make like the A seed and we're able to. You'll make the playoffs because, like, not being in the playoffs sucked last year, you know? But you want them to take that early round exit? I low-key kind of like the fact that we were able to have that down year and then pick up someone in the draft. And I wouldn't mind us tanking again this year either. Oh, I don't know. But the thing is, like, with certain teams, like, if you lose once, losing is almost like a habit. Like, so you almost lose almost every year, you know? Like, remember Phoenix before they went on the playoff run last year? They haven't been in the playoffs in, like, 10 years, bro. Like, I don't want that for my Raptors. Like, That is true. I, I, I do think I, – I do think we'll be competitive. I just don't like us being, like, a per, perennial yeah. like AC type thing. Um, it really depends on the development of certain players. Like, Yeah. Like, I think Pascal has to get better. Fred, I think Fred is as good as he's going to be, but I think Pascal has, like, another level he can get to. And obviously, guys like Scotty Barnes and, you know, um, the other young guys, they can get better, too, obviously. So, it really just depends on, oh, and OG and Anobi, obviously. I think he's yeah. going to hit he's another gonna be, level gonna, this year. He's going to make a huge leap this year, I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think he's going to do, do that, too. So, I think, as, hmm, if I had to put a prediction, I'd say 45 wins. I'd be happy with 45 wins. Oh, damn. I mean, that would – I think that should put them in the playoffs. Yeah. You, like, how many wins do you think they're going to get? Uh, it's 45. Four, yeah. Like, 45 meaning that that would probably make them the eighth seed, right? Yeah, and the play-in. So, honestly, like, if everybody stays healthy, assuming health, but Pascal's yeah, not going to come to, like, what, December? I don't know. Yeah, he's not back to, like, November, I think. Like, mid to late November. Yeah, I think if everybody stays healthy, we should we should make the playoffs. I don't know. I'm trying to think of the teams that they could really beat, though. Because I was looking at the Eastern Conference, and I was like, man, the East is pretty good this year. Like, some of those teams are going to be pretty tough. Yo, the East has been good low-key for years. Just no one talks about it, you know? I think it's been good for the past two years, two, three years. Low-key, ever since LeBron left, the East got really, really good. <laughs> Yeah, I, and I think the West has probably gotten not worse, but like not as great. Part of that yeah, not as competitive. But yeah. So yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at the East right now, and so the Bucks, the Hawks, the Celtics, Hornets, Heat, Knicks, Seventy Sixers, and then the Bulls, and obviously the Nets. Jesus. Uh, How many teams did you just name? Did you name just eight teams just now? I think I named nine. Oh, eight, eight, eight. um, yeah, I would have the Raptors like 10. I think they're probably winning like 40. Yo, honestly, with the play in game, you never know. 
like I agree with you. Like eight is kind of being optimistic, but I think who can we knock off? Low key, if the Bulls can't get it together, I think we can knock off the Bulls if they if they don't get it together. Well, I think that team's gonna be good this year. I think. Yeah, me too. It, it's weird because like Demar and Levine and well, I guess no. Uh, what's his name? Ball doesn't need the ball, so. It's I feel like he needs the ball because he, he's more of a facilitator, but he is a shooter, though. He's underrated as a shooter. Yeah, I mean, he's getting better. He's getting better with his shot. I, I, I just mean, like, he doesn't need the ball all the time. Like, he doesn't need okay. to be the guy who's generating the offense every single possession. There's some possessions where I think he can just, like, you know, post up in the corner or whatever and be open for a three or whatever. Um, but then they have Vucevic, too, right? Didn't the Bulls have Vucevic? Yeah, but Vuce doesn't play defense, though. But, no, nah, he's, he's good, too. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the East right now. It's going to be hard to squeeze in the eighth spot, you know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, bro. Like, the Bucks, the Hawks, the Celtics, the Hornets are going to be good. Or they'll be decent, at least. The Heat, for sure, are going to be good. The Knicks, if barring, like, they have a lot of guards, but barring that they keep it together like they did the past few seasons, they should be decent as well, too. The 76ers, and then the Nets, man. So, that's going to be hard for them to squeeze into the eighth. That's eight right there, I think. So, like, what do you think we should like? Because I hate tanking. Like, I don't want the culture to get used to losing games on purpose. But, like, do you think we should just kind of give away this year to try to get another high draft pick? Because I don't know, like, if high draft picks can really do anything for a franchise. Like, it takes some years to develop, you know? I don't know. Does it, though? I feel like these days, like, draft picks kind of make, like, I think this last draft might be different. Like, we'll see what happens with it. Um, I'm not too sure if any of those guys are going to make an immediate impact. But the last few, people have been able to make an impact almost immediately. Like, when Luka got drafted, what was it, like a year yeah. ago? Like, he was already a superstar. Um, Luka, Trey. Trey. Yeah, yeah, Trey was already almost a superstar. Even LaMelo Ball, like, the, last year, yeah, last last year, year was, was his first year, and, yeah. the Hawks, and they made the playoffs, so yeah. So I feel like guys are able to make an impact quicker now when they're younger, so... I feel like I don't know if we have to tank to fifteen. That's the thing, though. I don't think, fifteen, I think, bro. If we're at the bottom of the East, I'm gonna be so pissed off. Yeah, I don't think I don't think they have to do that. I don't think they have to do that. I think I think what's gonna happen with the Raptors is they're gonna be competitive. They'll play games. I think they'll lose games because they're a young team and they know they still gotta figure it out with their new pieces and stuff. So I think they'll lose yeah. some of those games, but I think they'll probably fall within like the nine to eleven range. I don't think they're gonna drop to the like last in the East to be able to get someone. And I don't think they'll purposely do that because they're not going to purposely try and lose games. They'll definitely try and win. So I think they'll probably be slotted somewhere like 9 to 11. Yeah, I think if we're in the play-in, we can get one of the spots. So we'll see what happens, bro. Yeah, it should be interesting. Definitely should be. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I don't know if you want to give your Westbrook prediction real quick before we wrap up because we're at an hour right now. So. Um, he's not going to get a triple-double this year. Or, no, he's not going to average one. <laughs> I'm pretty positive on that. Um, Westbrook. I don't know, bro. He's he's so interesting because, on the one hand, I, I'm a huge Westbrook fan, but he frustrates the hell out of me. Um, I, I don't know. He, I think the Lakers are going to – I honestly don't know, bro. The Lakers are either going to be like the 2013 Lakers with Kobe, Dwight, and them. Or they're going to be like the Miami Heat where it's like they all just figure it out and they just go on this huge run. So I think the Lakers are going to be fine, though, because I just have that much faith in LeBron. I'm not even a huge LeBron fan, but I give him credit. Like, he, the dude is a ba- great basketball player, so he'll figure it out. I think Westbrook is going to be fine. I think barring injuries, like, 
if they're healthy, they should. I, I, if they're healthy, I still have them as the favorites in the in the West. If Same. But that's going to be a huge question mark because we don't know. A lot of those guys are coming off of injuries that they, you know, that could be like reoccurring and stuff. AD, we all know, is a fucking brittle box. So he could instantly fall at any moment. Russ had an injury last year, and that's kind of one of his biggest ones that he's had. Well, no, he had his uh, ACL before as well, too. But, uh, it's going to be different to see if he can bounce back from that as well. If he yeah. Has LeBron, for the first time, has had a pretty major injury as well, too. Um, yeah, but LeBron looked amazing last night, though. Like, this guy, I'm wondering when the hell he's going to start aging because, like, this guy, he just he looks amazing now. He does. And I'm kind of glad because, like, well, I've drafted from one of my buddies, so I got him in his league. But he said he'd split the winnings with me if he happens to win. Oh, so shit. I'm hoping that uh, LeBron performs. Because LeBron went third in, in the Yahoo draft. Like, they had him 30th. And I was like, bro, that's an absolute steal. So when I got to the third round and he was still on the board and no one had taken him, I was so happy. So like, bro, I'm fuck? immediately. So That's wild. So, yeah. That was, yeah. Uh, Yo, who do you have for MVP? Oh, man. So I feel like... I feel like Steph could put up a really good MVP performance this year. Interesting. Um, the Warriors look the Warriors look like they're a pretty good team. And when they if they get clear yeah. like they look like they could get back to form. So yeah. I think Steph could be one, but I would probably if I had to put my money on it, I'd probably put my money on fuck. I think I'd put my money back on um on uh Giannis? Giannis, yeah. yeah, I think I think Giannis is gonna win it, yo. Like last year, people were they were kind of sleeping on him because he won it two years in a row before, and like he didn't do anything in the playoffs. But now that he won a championship, I really think he's gonna have like the best year of his season. Yeah, and it's gonna be like one of those LeBron seasons where it's like holy fuck, like the numbers he's putting up is crazy. Yeah, I, I would have to put money on him. I think. Depending on where Denver lands, Jokic could obviously be in that conversation for sure, too, because he's a fucking beast. Yeah, he's good. But, yeah, I would put my money on Giannis. Because, like you said, coming off of a championship, I just think he's that much more hungry and, like, just in a beat. He's going to be on a whole other level now that he's tasted winning a championship. So Yeah. I'd probably give it to him. Uh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. For the, for the Russ thing, I do think it's still early. It's one game. But yeah, his three-point shooting isn't – great and it hasn't ever really been so it's gonna be a major adjustment for him to be able to switch his style but it is something where i think he's gonna have to make the adjustment in order for that team to go somewhere and until he does that they won't really be as good as they can be and if they if he doesn't i think that he has to come off the bench it's just gonna be hard to justify paying someone 40 million dollars to come off the bench. but i think that for the betterment of the team and if he really truly wants to win and he can't make that adjustment on like playing off ball that he's gonna have to come off the bench i think he wants to win bro because him and Melo, they they both acknowledge look we've been bouncing around the league for a couple years now we just want a championship because if you're a legend without a championship it looks kind of funny on you you know and i think russ is willing to do whatever to win a championship and if that means coming off the bench i think he'll be willing to do that yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll have to see. What do you think about the Lakers' defense real quick? Because I think it's still sketch. Like, I don't think any of those guys are – no, no, those guys are, like, defensive stalwarts, except for Avery Bradley, who they got back, and um, what's his name? Who's the other dude who's pretty good on defense? Fuck. Um, 
blanking. Oh, Ron, Rondo can play solid defense as well, too. Uh, I actually, I'm actually really confident in the Lakers' defense. Um, I think because um, they have Dwight. Um, yeah, because they have Dwight Howard, who's a good anchor. Like he, Dwight Howard is obviously not 2009 Dwight Howard, but I think he's a good anchor, right? Um, AD when he decides to be is a devastating defender. LeBron, he's he's decent enough at defense. Like I, I'm more concerned about the Lakers' three point shooting because last night. They were missing wide open threes, and that's what fucked them over last night. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know. They they have some nice pieces like Wayne Ellington. He's a good shooter, but um, and Malik Monk too. So they have shooters. It's just consistency. Who's gonna be that third guy? And can their bench be consistent enough to carry them through the year? True. I will say yeah. one thing too as well. If I think there is a world too where LeBron defers. Because last night he was showing that he could shoot the three like ridiculously, so I think yeah. there's a role where he could defer and have Westbrook be the guy to like initiate and hold the ball more. And LeBron, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Yeah, take the role of shooting threes because he's well adapted to it, and it seems like he's fine with it. Plus, it preserves his body, and he doesn't have to like he doesn't have to drive as much. He doesn't have to go to the lane as much. He can just like, yeah. stay back and shoot, and he still has the threat of being able to do that. Like. If you catch LeBron on the wing or whatever, let's say you close out on him as he's about to shoot a three, well, he has the option to either jab step you and shoot a three or just take you to the rim. Um, yeah. His benefit. So I think there is. No, nah, you're right. I think, yeah, like you said, I think LeBron is going to not take the time off. I think he's going to be on cruise control, let Russell Westbrook win the offense because Russell Westbrook, low key, is a really good uh, facilitator. People like look at the turnovers and they give him crap for it, but he he's most a really good facilitator. Fast, though, yeah. Pardon me. Most of that, like most of his turnovers is him like running too fast or whatever. Yeah, but for the most part, he could run on offense, and I think LeBron would be fine as long as his shooting is there. He he's fine, you know, playing off ball. So that's why I have faith in the Lakers. I think the Lakers are going to be fine. I just don't think they're going to beat the Nets because they don't have the firepower to match up with the Nets. But then again, the Nets don't have the defense to stop the Lakers, so it's an interesting matchup. Yeah, it would be really interesting to see. I don't even think we're going to get that final, to be honest. I always feel like something happens where we don't get the <laughs> Either the Nets or the Lakers are going to lose, eh? Yeah, something like that. We'll see. But, yo, that would be a star-studded finals, though. Can you imagine? It would be. It would be. I, I, the NBA definitely wants it, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yo, David, yo, if David Stern was still running the league, he would rig it to make sure that the Lakers <laughs> and Nets were playing each other. Yo, especially now that, like, we're back in arenas, yeah, full of fans, bro. Forget it. For sure. So I could definitely see that happening. Uh, it's funny, though, because I've seen those memes of being like, oh, well, if Stern was still running the league, he would have had everyone vaccinated. Like, he would have been at Kyrie's house holding his family hostage, and Kyrie would have had to get the jab or some shit like that. Yo, David Stern is a goo low-key, bro. Like, I think he made Michael Jordan retire low-key, like, the first <laughs> time around. <laughs> I, I, I kind of believe that story, too, dude, to an extent, because of the whole game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see it, I could see it, uh, see it happening. I won't say that I give it, like, 100% credence, but it is a plausible theory that I have seen in videos online. So. Like, it it's a funny sense. conspiracy theory that I like to believe in. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I would agree with that. Uh, but, yeah, we'll uh, leave it at that. That is episode 106 of the Pops Culture Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. 
As always, if you could do us a huge favor, continue to like, rate, review, subscribe on all major streaming platforms, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and Amazon Music. Big shout out to you, bro. Thank you for joining me on this episode. Definitely. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Um, and yeah, I'll definitely have you on again sometime as well, too, man. Absolutely. Can't wait. All right, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.